Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today as we begin a new series. And I'm calling it the presence of God, the presence of God. And we're going to begin with um, our scripture. As a matter of fact, we're going to have two scriptures today, both of them coming from Genesis. The first one is Genesis chapter two, verse eight. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Genesis 2, 8. The next one is, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And that's coming from Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. So in the beginning, God laid the foundations of the earth. And the heavens, as the Bible tells us, are the handiwork of his hands. And that's coming from Psalms um, chapter one. Well, not chapter, but Psalms 102, verse 25. By his word were the heavens made and all the host of the universe by the breath of his mouth. He collected the waters of the sea together in their own container and placed the oceans deep in vessels for all the earth to revere and all the inhabitants of the world to stand in awe of him. In other words, God spoke, it happened, he commanded, and it was done. There is no one like our God, no one who is greater, no one who has more wisdom or power. God is the one who created all things. He knows his formations one by one. And because of his unlimited power, he calls them all by name. And with tender loving care, the Lord maintains his glorious work. And he cares for all its splendor. God is the everlasting God. He set his glory and marvelous majesty throughout the universe, space and time and realms, far beyond our grasp and understanding, exceedingly far above what we can think or imagine. This is the God that we serve. It was not this whole earth, this whole creation. Um, you know, he 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 put the stars in the sky and he separated the waters and we have oceans and seas and rivers and lakes and mountains and all this beautiful creation. But it wasn't until it wasn't complete until the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And that place was the garden of God. Genesis chapter 13, verse 10. 
and also Isaiah chapter 51, verse 3. This garden of God, it was a real tangible place. It was not an allegory or uh, uh, allegorical image. It was a real place. It was designed as a specific place for mankind to dwell. It was a place for communion and fellowship. It was a place of provision and fullness. From the beginning, it was God's design for his creation to have a place for his presence. The Lord God intentionally specified the garden as a consecrated place. It was purposed for his presence. He cultivated the garden into a divine place to set man in position to live in daily communion and fellowship with him. It was the will of the Lord God from the beginning for mankind to live in the context of a holy God, communing in communal fellowship with him. In this sanctified, set-apart place, the garden of God, mankind lived in wholeness. Mankind enjoyed the living presence of their creator God and the open innocence present, the open innocent presence. <laughs> Sometimes these words, but this, this innocent presence, uh, not only of their creator, but of one another without fear and shame. There was no fear, no shame. Jehovah was their father and God, and, and they were his children. It was a place where he would walk with them and talk with them. They had access to him, and, and they lived in the fullness of joy in his presence. Everything they needed, spiritually, physically, emotionally, everything they needed was provided for in the garden of God. The Lord cultivated the garden to be a well-watered, fruitful place with abundance and, and it was self-sustaining and, 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 and it was just full of all the provisions of God. The Lord was their shepherd and they had no wants. He um, structured the garden as a place of wholeness, complete with responsibility and accountability. The garden of God was a place of reciprocity. Here, all creation received life, blessings, and daily benefits from the God of light shining in the garden, causing them to bear fruit, reproduce, and multiply, giving God glory. In the garden, mankind heard and knew the voice of the Lord God. They received instruction, guidance, and abundance of life. In the garden, there was an absence of sorrow and strife and death. The Lord God put mankind in the garden to be in his presence. He placed them in a position of fulfillment, significance, and wholeness. He formed them and shaped them. They were, the Bible says that we, they were, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made and even a little lower than the angels. God created them, male and female, 
in his image and after his likeness. And they, us, were deemed of great importance as the apex of his creation to fulfill God's purposes within the earth. Their fulfillment came from the dominion and the blessing of their father to be fruitful, multiply, reproduce, and subdue the earth. He empowered them, those in the garden, to prosper and grow in his presence. And the Lord God witnessed to himself that everything that he had made was good. It was his creation, his design, his will, and it was all good. However, the garden of God was not simply a bed of roses or a situation of luxury. It was a complex structure and there was the condition of responsibility. There was commandment and accountability. Mankind was given responsibility to care for the garden of God, to dress it and to keep it. They were charged with cultivating growth and development. In addition, they were given a commandment, a word, a mandate to live by. And you know what it was. They were to listen to this carefully because we're going to come back to this and it's going to be it's going to blow your mind. They were to refrain from eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I'm going to say that again in case you're taking notes. This is a key point. We won't get into that discussion tonight, but it's a key point that you would need to know for our next um, discussion, our next podcast. They had this mandate. They were to refrain from eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They would be held accountable to keeping that directive, that command under the penalty of death. The circumstance of life in the garden presented both the challenge and the opportunity to live out genuine faith and love for the goodness and kindness of the father in obedience to his word. The setup for success in the garden was dependent upon remaining obedient to God's word. In other words, in order to um, abide in abide in the presence of um, God in, in, in this wholeness, mankind had to continually not only abide in his presence, but they had to follow his instructions. The reciprocity of love that God desires is not of coercion. He's not forcing anybody, but rather of choice. It's the nature of God demonstrated throughout the Bible to always present a choice to his creation, whether they will serve and love him. The challenge in the garden was the same choice that every individual will face in this life. All of us, like Adam and Eve, have been deceived to make the wrong choice. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. (laughs) Oh, I got to get these words out. Romans 3.23. 
We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way. Isaiah 53, 6. Adam and Eve allowed an evil and an adversary of humanity to influence them away from the life and the light that permeated from the presence of God. Instead of abiding in God's word, they entertain the cunning deception of the serpent, allowing Satan to draw them out of the garden of God and the holy living presence of their father. Satan, the enemy of God, and the adversary of humanity lured Adam and Eve with his shrewdness and his crafty deception of dissatisfaction. Deception of dissatisfaction. Corrupting them from the life of God. After Satan, the great dragon, that old serpent was cast out of heaven with his angels into the earth. His determination became to exact his wrath and anger for God upon the inhabitants of the earth. And you can find that in Revelations chapter 12, verses 9 through 12. He worked against the will of God for mankind from the beginning. God purposed for Adam and Eve to live an abundant life in his living presence, living in overflow of fulfillment, satisfaction, and wholeness as they walked in accordance with his word. But Satan, the deceiver, is a thief and only desires to steal, kill, and destroy the abundant life the Lord God provided and positioned mankind in from the beginning. He opposes the life of God and the blessings that God has bestowed upon his children. So there in the garden of God, the enemy plotted a cunning plan of deception for Adam and Eve. Knowing Eve's innocence, he used several tools to appeal to her rational intellect while attacking her faith in the truth of God's word. His deception was aimed at arousing in Eve a thirst and a hunger for more by questioning whether the abundance of life in the presence of God is really enough. What happened in that garden? And I think that so many people have missed it. They missed it. We missed it. We didn't we didn't understand what type of situation that Satan created that is still at work today. We must be aware of his tactics. We must be aware of what happened in that garden so that we can avoid the same deception that Adam and Eve had to deal with. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you at it, spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. 
Until next time, all my kings and queens, be blessed.